0: Turn your Bible to the Thessalonians chapter 2. Thessalonians chapter 2. Today's passage is verse 7 through 12. Before I read the word of God, let me give you some background of the book of Thessalonians. Through the spreading of the gospel, God's church was built in Thessalonians. The fruit of the gospel is people turn to God from idols to serve the living, true God. But just like the gospel has been always resisted, God's servant has been always hunted in many ways as well. Therefore, in chapter 2, we see many opponents that accuse Paul and his companions with false teaching. In chapter 2, Paul displays how he and his companions are deeply committed to the congregation and given the defense of their ministry. Especially the eschatology is a very important thing in this book. Paul summons the congregation to comprehend the nature of ministry so that they can receive the proper spiritual guidance. Give your ear to the word of God. Please give your heart to love the word of God and please give your mind to think of the word of God because this is the word of God because this is 1st Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 7 through 12 but we were gentle among you like a nursing mother taking care of her own children so being affliction naturally, desirous of you, we were ready to share with you not only the gospel of God, but also our own selves, because you had become very dear to us. For you remember, brothers, our labor and the toil. We walked night and day that we might not be a burden to any of you while. We proclaim to you the gospel of God. You are witnesses, and God also. How holy and righteous and blameless was our conduct toward you, believers. For you know how, like a father with his children, we exhort each one of you and encourage you and charge you to walk in a manner worthy of God, who calls you into his glory, his own kingdom and glory. Let's pray, shall we? Father, we give you thanks for the scripture, for the words you've given us, without the special revelation, We cannot enjoy the salvation. We cannot have the salvation. We pray you help us in this morning. We consider your word. We hear your word. Through your word, help us in our sanctification. Help us to understand the nature of ministry so that we can grow in our Christian life. We praise you. We pray. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. If you read the book of Acts, one of the fascinating things is the growth of God's church in various locations. Throughout 2,000 years, God's church has expanded and grown in every place. This is good, this is the thing we should praise the Lord. However, this situation results in a diverse range of churches with different types and styles, you face many types of church, many styles of church. In this situation, there is a question that has been raised. What type of church, what kind of church is biblical? You have to answer this question because without a biblical church, you will never minister by the means of grace. Without biblical church, you will never enjoy the fellowship in Christ with other things. You need to answer this question. As I mentioned, in 1st uh, Thessalonians, many opponents they accused Paul and his companions. Therefore, in chapter 2, Paul, given the defense of his ministry, on the one hand, these are responses from Paul to these opponents on the other hand Paul reminds the Thessalonians of the nature of ministry because the nature of ministry influence the church greatly because the nature of ministry forms the church because the nature of ministry is the nature of church if you understand the nature of ministry you will realize what kind of church you are devoted. If you realize the nature of church, you will know what a, what kind of church is. Therefore when you think of the question, what kind of church is biblical? you should first discern the nature of ministry belongs to the church. Actually, I want to remind you, when you involve our church you have expectation for this church you have needs for this church, spiritual needs actually your expectation for this church reflects your expectation for the gospel therefore you should discern the nature of church so that you can evaluate your expectation for the gospel about discerning the nature of ministry in chapter 2 Paul presented Three aspects of the nature of ministry. The nature of ministry, you should discern the nature of ministry by the manner of the manner of ministry. You should show ministry by the performance of ministry. You should discern the nature of ministry by the goal of ministry. The first aspect of nature of ministry we see is the manner of ministry in the verse verse 7 and 8. There is a but, beginning in the verse 7, Paul started to defend he and his companions. We are not guilty of the, at, at, the, what the opponents accused. In verse 5 and verse 6, Paul said, But we were gentle among you, this Greek word, nepios, should be translated to child. Many versions of scripture translate this word to gentle. But this word should be translated to child, infant, infant instead of gentle. Paul was saying he and his companions, we were child, innocently, served the church, nursing like a nursing mother. But we have a question. How a child care others because child is not powerful, child is not enough to take care others. Where the strength come from comes from? The answer is in verse two. Chapter two verse two, Paul said we had boldness in our God to declare to you the gospel of God in the midst of much much conflict. The book of Acts 17 recorded this event. Paul and his companions, their journey in Thessalonians is not peaceful. But Paul and his companions, they know the strength comes from God. Therefore, facing the accusations, Paul's defense is that, he said, maybe adults use the tracks of Gail, the tracks of Gail, flattery and the pretext, to get man's proof, but uh, we, Paul and his companions, we like a child innocently serve the church because we know the strength not comes from man, we know the strength comes from God, because we know we are the apostle of Christ. Moreover, if you read verse 8, verse 8, Paul and his companions. They love the congregation. Even Paul uses a metaphor to compare a minister for his congregation to a mother for his children. This is the love from God, a sacrificial. One one reason Paul used this metaphor, on the one hand, this metaphor recorded in Old Testament in the Old Testament, Isaiah chapter 49, God said through the prophet Isaiah, he said, Can a woman forget her nursing child, that he should have no compassion on the son of her womb, even this may forget, yet I will not forget you. God described his love like a mother loving his son, a sacrificial, an everlasting love. On the other hand, which is more important, why Paul and his companions use this metaphor, because they know God's love expressed in his Son Jesus Christ. And they express, experience this kind of love personally. So they know this kind of love, they experience this kind of love, they bring this kind of love to their congregation. They know God expressed this love through his son Jesus Christ therefore facing the accusations not only do they, as an innocent child never know about trick they because they experienced God's love manifested in his son Jesus Christ they taking they take care of the congregation like a nursing mother they love the congregation they nurse the congregation Paul and his companions sacrificially love the congregation which is the manner of ministry verse 8 continue to tell us they share the congregation the gospel of God just like a mother gives his children healthy food Paul and his companions drink the word of God the gospel of God therefore brothers and sisters do you find your needs or do you find your expectation in this manner of ministry the church feeds you the word of God the gospel of God and that you should desire to be fit by the word of God just like parents are responsible for providing food to their child church is for nursing the congregation by the Word of God do you affect the Word of God in lost day? do you need to be fed by the Word of God? Paul uses the Word of God, the gospel to feed this congregation which means the apostle teach the congregation you should desire, you should discern whether or not you are satisfied with the food, the word of God. In fact, every last day, your primary expectation is supposed to hear the word of God because this pocket can primary accept. However, just the feeding your child is not enough, right, parents? You should teach child you should teach your child the best way to to teach your child is to be an example this is the second aspect of the nature of ministry we see in the verse 9 in time this is the performance of ministry the performance of ministry verse 9 depicts Paul's labor in the Thessalonians if we, read, if we read the Bible, we have no idea what kind of labor, labors Paul and his companions did specifically. But if we, we read verse 9, we know two things. The first is the labors are beneficial to the church. The labors they did are beneficial to the church because Paul said, we might not be a burden to any of you. This is beneficial to the church. Another thing we know is the labors will not upset the gospel. Because Paul said, they did these labors while they proclaimed the gospel of God to the church. Moreover, Paul summarizes the labors as three words. The holy, righteous, and the blameless. We know these three words are always used to describe God's nature, the attributes of God. So we can say, Paul said himself and his companions like a man of God. This is what Paul called Timothy. Paul and his companions like a man of God performed excellent example among the congregation. Paul was not lying or boasting. Because he said, you are witnesses and God also. Especially he said, how holy and righteous and blameless was our conductor toward you believers. Why Paul recall them? you should remember what we did among you. Why Paul so emphasized his, he and his companions' personal example among, among the Thessalonians. Because Paul knows, as a minister, what he teaches must be consistent consistent with what he preaches. In the 2nd Corinthians chapter 6, verse 3, we put no obstacle in anyone's way, so that no fault may be found with our ministry, ministry. But as the servants of God. Paul is very careful for his performance. If he has two faces in the Thessalonians in his ministry, which will become an obstacle among the congregations. This this obstacle is concerning their salvation. Paul charged Timothy, he said, Keep a close watch yourself and on the teaching persisted in this for by so doing you will save both yourself and as a minister if a minister is inconsistent with his teaching and his action which will destroy his salvation salvation therefore Paul not only defend themselves as an innocent child nursing the congregation but his, his performance in which his teachings are consistent Paul and, his, Paul and his companions they are examples among the Thessalonians. Francis do you do you expect to be te- to be taught to be an example among your uh, your I I I want to remind you: your claim should be consistent with what you do, and ought to have Christ's likeness. This is what Jesus teaches us in Matthew chapter five sixteen. Jesus said, "Let your light." shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your father who is in heaven our works are not merits, but our works reflect our hearts grand sisters you are nursed by the word of God in the church the purpose of nursing is to remind you as a Christian our life should reflect our belief. If you are parents, you bring your children to church. Do you teach your children scripture or do you give them a biblical example among your home? Alternatively, in your workplace, in your company, are you a biblical? I'm not saying you are a good example. I want to say, are you a biblical example among your unbeliever colleagues. Every time when they involve some secular things, maybe they think of you, maybe they invite you. Whether or not they never thought you were saying no. Whether or not they never thought you are different. I don't think this is the case, because if so, maybe You are not, I'm not saying again, you are not a good example. You are not a biblical example. One of the marks of being a Christian is we are distinguished from this world. Like today, think about your friends, think about your colleagues. Maybe they stay at home, maybe they have some other things to do. But you, beloved brothers and sisters, you are distinguished from this world to worship God who created earth and the heavens one of the marks of being a christian is we are distinguished from this world sometimes not what you say but what you did reflects this sort of distinguish because we don't belong to this world we belong to the kingdom of god this is what paul will teach us the of ministry the kingdom of God. Paul knows the nature of ministry deeply, so his performance is consistent. Is this your expectation of gospel? Not only the gospel change your titles, change your identity, change your speaking, but the gospel change your inner heart so that your performance will be consistent with your titles. You're speaking your identity. Let's go to the last aspect of nature of ministry, which is the goal of ministry. In verse 11 and 12, the goal of ministry. We have seen Paul and his companions like a mother nursing the congregations innocently by the word of God. And how he and his companions become examples among the Thessalonians actually not only they like a mother they also like an excellent father among the congregation excellent father among the congregation verse 11 for you know how like a father with his children the question is how Paul and his companions also like a father among the congregation. Verse 12 gives us more details. Paul said he and his companions like a spiritual father instruct the congregation. Paul uses three words to describe their ministry. They exalted, they encouraged, they charged the congregation. They like a spiritual father instruct the congregation. These three words labors of ministry. These three words describe how multiple a Christian needs in his group. Because every effort has one purpose. In verse 12, the purpose is to help you to work in a manner worthy of God. This word work is always used for ethic expression. When When Paul refers our pre-Christian life in Ephesians chapter 2, he said, You were died in the trespasses and the sin in which you once worked. While Paul refers to our Christian life, he said, I urge you to work in a manner worthy of the calling. Work means the way of your daily life. However, brothers, sisters, to walk in a manner worthy of God, I want you, I want to remind you, it's not a simple teaching about you should be a better man. It's not a moral teaching to walk in a manner worthy of God, should be focused on God himself. Because in the second part of 12, Paul gave, a, gave us a description of God. He said, God, who calls you into his own kingdom and glory. Paul tells us who God is. God is the one who calls you. Therefore, the purpose of the purpose of these neighbors, Paul mentioned, they uh, encourage you, they exalt you, they charge you, is to help you, to pursue, to pursue, persuade you to display your daily life. That is transformed by God himself very interesting I encourage you to read a survey passage if you read chapter 1 verse 10 Thessalonian, 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 verse 10 Paul said and to wait for his Son from heaven who he raised from the dead Jesus who delivered us from the wrath to come this is chapter 1 verse 10 here is a very strong eschatological background in which Paul reminds us the work of Christ he is from heaven and raised from death and the function of his work if you read verse 10 the function of his work is to deliver us from the wrath to come, which means believers and unbelievers they have different ending of his life 212 tell us the ending of our life is to be brought into his kingdom and his glory but unbelievers they are waiting for the rest to come moreover if you read 5 chapter 5 verse 9 chapter 5 verse 9 1st Thessalonians, chapter 5 verse 9 for God has not distinct us for wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. I mentioned totally different ending between believers and unbelievers. Believers have a totally different ending in the last day, in the last age believers have salvation in day through Jesus Christ. If we combine the chapter 1 verse 10 2 12 5 9 what can we say? The salvation is to deliver us, is to deliver us from the rest to come. Salvation is to both and to bring us this is the goal of ministry therefore brothers and sisters to walk in a manner worthy of God and to walk in a manner worthy of your salvation and to walk in a manner worthy of the salvation obtained by our Lord Jesus Christ the reason of your transformed life I believe your witness is I'm changed I'm transformed Thinks I, thinks I have been a Christian. The reason of your transformed life is God Himself. He is the one who calls you. He is the one who sent His Son to you to deliver you, to deliver you from the rest to come. This is the goal of ministry. Brothers sisters, the leadership in the church encourage you. Exhort you and charge you in order to help you to a manner worthy of this kind of calling. The terminus of your calling is God's kingdom and God's glory, which is obtained through Christ Jesus. Do you ex- expect this of this ministry? Do you expect this goal of ministry when you? Are in the church you are nursed by the Word of God more and more you make progress in the sanctification praise the Lord but this is not finished yet because the goal of ministry gives us a future latitude which is his kingdom and his glory if you read chapter 5 verse 24 who is he? He is God. He who calls you as faithful, he will surely do it as well. Today's topic is the nature of ministry. If you read this chapter, if you read this passage, apparently this is about the nature of ministry. I can address to minister, to pastor, I think it's more easier. But we should think about why Paul addressed this message to congregation to Thessalonians? He want they know the nature of ministry which is most important to the nature of church. But, brothers and sisters, by our nature, we are not able to be a good minister. We are not able to be a good listener. We should focus our eyes, we should look to Jesus, the founder and the prefector of our faith. Because Jesus, he is the purpose of salvation. Romans chapter 8 tells us, before the foundation of the world, we were foreknew, we were predestined, we were called to be confirmed the image of his son, Jesus Christ this is the purpose of salvation because Jesus is the best minister he ministry us by his word and his spirit Jesus is the best listener because he said God has given me the tongue of those who are taught the Lord God has opened my ear by our nature we have not hope in the ministry of church in the ministry of in the nature of church in the nature of ministry even we have no hope in our nature we should focus on Jesus who is the founder and the preceptor of our faith let's pray Father we give you thanks for the words you given us help us focus our eyes on Jesus Christ. Help us to obey your word. Help us to love your church. Help us to fellowship in this church. And we pray your name will be glorified on every lost day. It should be because you are the founder of the church. You are the cornerstone of the church. And help us to love your word and your church. We pray. We pray in Jesus' name.